Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about two games, Christmas Lemmings and Snow and Fire, Ice and Snow, Christmas Party, Macho Man. (laughs) What is it called? You're stupid. Fire and Ice Christmas Special. Fire and Ice. Remember I sang it last week? Yeah, Hall of Notes. No. That right there. That's yours, isn't it? Yes. Um... So, Aaron, before we get into the Christmas madness, um, I do want to say if you're staying tuned for our gift explosion from all of the fine listeners and our own gift exchange, we're going to do that at the end of the show. So stay tuned. But we have some feedback from last week's show. We talked about Shadow Fighter. Remember that? Yeah. I remember um, it. Michael Nudson writes in from Denmark. The Nud. Yeah, and remember that there was that that basketball player that was that was supposedly from Denmark, and you questioned yeah. whether basketball was a thing in the great land of Danes. I did. He says basketball is not popular here, and was probably even less popular back in 1995. Thank you. Affirmation, baby. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, that concludes the feedback that we received from uh, our illustrious wanna, Shadow Fighter That's show. not true. There, we got uh, <laughs> several pieces of feedback okay. on Google+. Plus. Okay. One of which I want to go over. It's from a, a man, a wise man, a brilliant man, the name of Chris Folds. Chris Folds. The reason I bring up this particular uh, piece of uh, feedback is because Chris Folds fully agreed with me, and he's wrote this verbatim, and he thought you were out of your mind. He said... Everything I said was right about that game, and he said all the things you said were foolish and wrong. Now listen, I don't know if everyone can see that that sticker on your uh, on your on your hat there, and you've got a powered by Amiga Santa Claus hat. That's that's awesome. That's that's from the factory. The that's market. right. Yeah, I didn't just glue a sticker on it. Yeah, that'd be something a loser would do. <laughs> so Aaron, it's time for the Polar Express, the special winter edition. Of the gamble train. Oh, okay. Let's yeah, fire man. up this week's Amiga News. Okay. Now, uh, as we determined last week, firing up the Amiga News is not the easiest thing to do, so we're going to do our best. Um, so, we'll get back to that. Let's talk about... Now, this is a bit of a hot news item this week. The uh, Someone has put up a... Or I'm sure it's probably over by now. They've put up an Amiga for sale. It is still going on. This is the historically... Uh, important Psygnosis Amiga 3000. Yeah, this is less than three hours to go. On this, Boy, is on this, this thing option. expensive. Uh, it was. I'm going to read this verbatim. This is a truly unique, one-of-a-kind Amiga 3000 used by various artists at Psygnosis. Mm. Uh, the uh, seller has had this in his possession for 20 years. The seller is Mike Clark. Uh, he worked at Psygnosis from 92 to 99. He did uh, audio, and this is one of the number of machines that he got out of there. Uh, that was getting ready to be thrown out. Uh, and, it, of course, it still works. Uh, this was used by uh, Jeff uh, Bramford, the artist at Psygnosis. Uh, they did a bunch of stuff on it. He even, he's got a long uh, list of stuff that was, uh, that was done on it here. Uh, Jeff confirmed that he used the machine for bits of art on Carthage, Investations, Shadow of the Beast 2, Air Support, Killing Game Show, Orbitus, Lemmings. Aqua Venture, Shadow of the Beast 3. So, I mean, <laughs> a lot, there's a ton, and, and there's more. If you scroll down through here, I mean, this, this is a, uh, a pretty important. I'm, I'm going to take the man at his word. I believe that, uh, that this is legitimate. Now, right now, uh, with uh, three hours, well, this is now, we're, of course, we're taping this on Friday. Uh, three hours and 12 minutes to go, uh, this thing is up to 1270 Pounds. Yes, that's very. Which that's that's very what is that, about eighteen hundred bucks, something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, and one hundred and seventy pounds for postage. That's expensive. Um, of course, if you own this, you got something. Theoretically. Well, I mean, no, actually, you do have something if you own this. Yeah. You, you own something. Right. You got something, but you have something special, probably. 
You know, I mean, I, again, if we take the guy at his word, it's kind of cool. Do you, what do you think about that kind of stuff? Are you into those keepsakes? Well, I have to of- think about, you know, if I put myself into uh, something that I that I care more about than Amiga hardware. So say that I had, um, you know, if I had the opportunity to buy a Steve Wozniak autographed Apple II, okay? Or maybe this was Steve Wozniak's personal Apple II, you know? Would I think that that was worth 1,300 pounds? Absolutely. I think that's awesome. This guy, I mean, I don't know if this guy, the guy that owned this machine originally, if he was the Steve Wozniak of the Amiga. He was not. Um, he was a worked at, I mean, obviously it's a psychosis yeah. house machine. Yeah. So, um, you know, is it is it worth that much? Well, you know, how much does a, a, a regular 3,000 go not, for these days? Probably not even half that. Okay. So if we say... Let's say it goes for half of it. Is it worth twice as much because it was in the Psygnosis building? And I it believe it still has Psygnosis stuff yeah. on it as well. So I think if you are as hardcore as we know Amiga fans to be, shelling out this now, it'll be interesting to see how much the bidding goes up because you know at the end of these auctions, sometimes bidding goes through the roof. So it'll be interesting. Maybe we can follow up on this next week and see how much this ended up selling for. Yeah. it's. I think it's interesting. I mean... I, I don't get too super passionate about that sort of thing. That said, um, it that's pretty neat. I mean, those are some fly, a couple of flagship titles in there, Lemmings and the Shadow of the Beast. And this thing had played a part in them. It's kind of it's if anything you could look at it. Listen, I'm one of these guys that looks at some stuff I've got and just thinks about how cool it is. So mm-hmm. if you could really look at that and be like, wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, just looking at it, there's nothing externally. That that would mark it as you know its history. Yeah, as far as I know. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I saw that pop up everywhere. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Duncan Styles has a article up here on the Amiga Calendar 2019. I believe this is the same guy that did the calendar I bought last year. Uh, it looks like the uh, same type of calendar. It looks yeah, it's the same front. So uh, I bought. I bought one of these calendars last year, and there's no, it's okay, it's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, it's expensive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but uh, if you're looking for a, 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 some Amiga art in your calendar. Yeah, and something that I appreciate is at least he does write a little copy, you know, underneath yeah. there. It's not just only screenshots. That looks awful. So. I, looks, I mean, exactly like my calendar as well. <laughs> so I don't know if it's, but anyway, it's kind of cool, kind of neat. Um, so we're gonna skip Dreamcatcher stuff here. Okay, here we go. Um, just popped today. Mm. In fact, Boat just added this right as we were sitting down. All Terrain Racing, a festive Amiga Edition mod. Um, and this was linked from Indie Retro News. Um, you know, you got the video there of it mm-hmm. here. Everyone likes some... Amiga had a neat tradition. I don't know. How many other computers did this with the Christmas stuff? You know, that's a great question. Because um, I know... I mean, I know I think were, that there was probably a, a pretty small... Well, no, I don't want to say there was a small window where stuff like this could have been done. You could have had... I mean, you were involved in the PC scene. Do you remember Christmas yeah, P- editions I'm, of stuff I, coming PC out? and P- The PC and the Amiga were pretty much... I don't remember... Like, I don't remember this stuff happening on the Coco or any of the consoles. Well, I don't think that there was as much of a Coco scene as there was an Amiga scene. Well, you there know, was a pretty... They was, weren't selling software in the numbers to the Amiga. They were did. pretty... They had a pretty good scene. But, I mean, people could have done it. Anybody could program, you know, and spice up their thing with Christmassy stuff. I think that you, you look at it like the... You know, a lot of these were cover discs for, uh, for, yeah. for, for magazines. And there was enough of a circulation where you could say, hey, if we put Christmas all-terrain racing, obviously they didn't and we, do that. Now, this uh, is this can't be new cause unless it's been interesting. We've actually played this. Well, all-terrain racing is not new. No, I'm but, talking about the Christmas. I've played the Christmas um, version of this. Looks like this is new. I don't think that you're thinking of the right game. Uh, now, we have played all-terrain racing. This was the infamous game that when Amigathon went south... This is when um, this is what we were playing, but this is a new mod that has just been released. I could have sworn I played a Christmas mod of this game. Maybe I'm insane. Anyway, All Terrain was a pretty cool game. Yeah, I, I, it's I, very cool. I, I, I like it. it a lot. I dug it quite a bit. Let's get into some uh, stuff that the Dream Catcher did this week, and he's been a he's been a busy lad. Uh, he's put up some interesting, and I, some pretty funny stuff too. I'd say. Um, so. Did you read this thing here on uh, this time? He, Dreamcatcher looked at a game uh, called Premiere. 
Now, again, I've not heard of this one, okay? He does this every time. Oh, my gosh. I'm and, clicking on all the Dreamcatcher articles except for the right one. Yeah, there, there it is. Uh, so this is this is a uh, game where you basically <laughs> you're you're basically in old movies. Yeah, and and I, I did read this article. This is like if Prince of Persia was actually pretty and played well. This is what it would be like. Um, this has vibrant graphics, very smooth animation. Have you played it? No. Well, how do you know it plays well? Oh, because Dreamcatcher said so. Also, you're ragging on Prince of Persia. That game's awesome. Uh, overrated. Um, so I am definitely going to check out Premiere because any game that Dreamcatcher likes, I know is going to be gold. Well, it looks it looks great. Yeah, I will say that. And again, I had not heard of this. It's amazing how many games he comes up with that I've not heard. I know. Of. It makes I me know. and it makes me feel like a jerk. I'm like, I don't I not know about this. So Dreamcatcher has another article here. Uh, <laughs> I guess sort of. Um, it's a. <laughs> This is a strange one. He has a connection. He makes a connection here between the Amiga and an outfit that made remote-controlled talking animals. Really? Did you read this? I read I, this one. I have not read this one. And uh, the, this is actually pretty cool. So we're talking about QuickShot, right? So Makers see, of the, see, yeah. the very famous joystick. If you scroll down, he says, look, guys, so those are little remote-controlled animals. Huh. And you drive them around, and they've got a speaker in them. Okay. And so you can sort of talk. I guess you can talk to the controller. It's like throwing your voice. It'll cut, yeah. And yeah. Fr- I would freak people out. It would. Those things uh, were scary looking anyway. Yeah, pretty interesting article. Again, Dreamcatcher. And then he's actually got one more up here. Yeah, he's been a machine. That's even this more. Week. This, this is the most ludicrous. I mean, this <laughs> is his Christmas offering. And he makes the case that uh, Die Hard 2, the game and the movie, are Christmas game, games slash movies, complete with pictures. And, uh, and wacky antics. Well, that's what I always heard, that Die Hard was like the best Christmas movie. Well, this is Die Hard 2. Is Die Hard 2 not set during the holidays? I'll be honest with you. It's so long since I saw Die Hard 2, I don't remember anything about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Uh, and I uh, Again, I take Dreamcatch at his word. If he not, says it's a Christmas game, I believe Not it. a memorable uh, out game anyway, in my opinion. Um, so, video from us this week, I think the one thing we put up, was uh, was ARG Presents, uh, me and the Brent. We stepped deep in the heart of Texas yes. boat. And we, I've enjoyed You've had several weeks where you've kind of put on... You, you do a lot more role-playing in this show, where you're you're a Greek god one week, you're from Texas the next week. Well, I, listen, I had, a, I had a, a kid's novelty cowboy hat <laughs> sitting in my room. I was like, hey, I'll look stupid in that. So well, I'm going to put it on. There's no better system than the... the, the yeah. So we, but this is the Texas Insurance TI 994A. Uh, we play a couple games. You for had it. a foray into the foray. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Oh, I should have used that. Uh, we did Parsec, which is the sort of the premier game on the TI. Mm-hmm. Even you've probably heard of Parsec. Uh, no. Oh, but really? I, I don't know any. I didn't before I listened to the show. I didn't know anything about the foray. And we also did. This was Brent's choice. Tombstone City in the 21st century. It w- Sounds dumb. Looks weird. Actually, a pretty deep and interesting yeah, game. Yeah, that one, that one really surprised me. Yeah, it really was, uh, uh, that was really, I have to say, it was uh, a lot more fun than I, than I would have guessed. Mm-hmm. And Brent had even more fun with it because there were certain things about it I didn't even know. So I had to, actually, his review was, for once, it was helpful and informative. <laughs> I didn't want to punish him afterwards. So he, did, he did a good job. Now, this coming week, uh, we may have a special guest as we delve into the realm of of the Sega Game Gear boat. Mm. And uh, for really sort of the first time, we will be shooting this show live uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you care to join us, of course, this ga- this show will be out after that, so it's sort of a moot point, I guess. Isn't it? <laughs> well, if you're watching us live now, as yeah. many people are. But if are. you're watching us live, and if you want to see the Amigos Christmas, or the, uh, well, if you want to see the Amigos Christmas Spectacular, here it is. <laughs> if you want to see the ARG Christmas show, it will be Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we're going to be doing Game Gear. So, the chat has vindicated you, by the way. Okay. Uh, it, started, it started. It started. Is it when you started badmouthing the Amiga, or when you started killing Prince of Persia? They've pretty much been with you on every single point that uh, <laughs> that, that, that I've made. There is, there was a Christmas ATR. It came with an Amiga magazine. It came out 20 years ago. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and also, the chat seems to think that Prince of Persia is amazing. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> I can't my, argue with them. These are my people right I know, here. I know. Um. All right, Aaron. 
Are you ready to start our first game? The I first am. game of the Christmas Explosion? I'm ready for the... Chosen by the fine, fine folks at the Amigos Game Selection Committee. This game, well, I don't. Which one do you want to do first? Do you have a preference? Well, you got fire and ice up, so we can do okay. that one first. This game introduced me to something, uh, some rarefied air on this show. <clears throat> so no, this no. game came out in uh, on Amiga Power cover disc issue twenty, December nineteen ninety two. Now, what were you doing in December of nineteen ninety two? Uh, December of 92. Boy, that was, time. that was a great year for me. December of 92 was I was in sixth grade. Yeah. And that was one of the best Christmases of my life. Actually, it might have been the best Christmas I ever had in my life. Yeah. I received for Christmas Final Fantasy for the NES, a Game Boy, and Super Game Boy Play Action Football. Oh, I know what that is. Yes. Is that good? A very fine title. Really? Yeah. Um... Final and you got Final Fantasy for the Game Boy as well. Or uh, no, the... Final Fantasy for the NES. I see. So, I see. Very good Christmas. Mm, I see. Very good. I think I was uh, um, finishing up school and getting ready to head to uh, Lexington the, the in, wide in, world. that summer. So yeah. yeah, I'm sure I was in a real good mood. I was delivering pizza. So um, again, this was a covered disc, and it was based on the game uh, that was out a little while earlier from the outfit Graft Gold. Yes. We, we've tackled Graft Gold in the past. Um, it was published by Amiga Power, obviously, since it was on their cover disc. Uh, this game was never released as a standalone game or anything like that. It was just a cover disc game. I kind of like the concept of the cover disc game. Uh, I like it a lot because that means they, they were free. They were distributed well, with something you were getting anyway. Now, and the people over in the UK can jump in if I'm wrong here, but as I recall, uh, early on, uh, people uh, sending your games out on cover discs was sort of something that was uh, happening all the time, full game. Mm-hmm. But and effectively, they they put a stop to it. You know, they, they because it was uh, it was they didn't like the they didn't like the distribution model. I don't know. I don't know exactly sure how it works. I remember reading this. I was like, that's really strange. And so they went to sort of the demo. Uh, uh, or single level games, right? Uh, and this one again, this we had cover discs in the states. They weren't. We didn't have as many magazines. We didn't certainly have as any. We didn't have any Amiga di- magazines that had cover discs. We're not really readers here in the states. Well, no, we have magazines, but not with cover discs. I mean, we did like like for example, PC mag PC Gamer had a cover disc or, or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there weren't a ton of cover well, disc I magazines. Think, you know, I think that the like the I remember the official Sony PlayStation magazine had a cover disc. Once CD Those based were, systems yeah, that's started different. coming out, that well, I mean, was I'm talking thing. floppies. There weren't a ton of magazines that had floppy covers. I just, covers think, I just think that the PC scene or the the PC scene, the computer scene, was not as big. Um, you know, we were, were a console country, and in, in in Europe and in the UK, they weren't, uh, and so they had uh, circulation numbers that could support paying developers to make these cover disc games. It's uh, it's unusual. I used to, I was a big fan of the cover discs on the PC Gamer, you know, and I would buy uh, as many of the Amiga magazines from Europe as I could. Yeah, you know, we all love that. I remember when they first launched Retro Gamer, the first year Retro Gamer existed for about a year before they got bought out by their current publisher and that first year they included cover discs on all of their on all their issues and they were like it's just like the old days and I was like wow the old days seem cool yeah well and just add a little spice to the thing and plus it was neat that they would talk about games that you actually could play instantly so um, this came out so basically what you've got here is one level one Christmas level of fire and ice so uh, you play a, a a wolf in a Santa suit in the Arctic, and you basically have got to get across this level and uh, get a key to unlock a big lock to go out a door. Right. Okay. That's and along the way, uh, you're confronted with uh, penguins and and little uh, a little annoying baddies. It's sort of a um, it's an up for jump mm-hmm. cave situation where you run around mm-hmm. and you're outside. Some of it, some of it, you go across water. Mm-hmm. There's whales, you know. Uh, this game is kind of strange in the mechanic. The mechanics are kind of goofy because you would, when you shoot stuff, it sort of freezes and then you sort of can run over it or stomp it. Um, I now, as I mentioned, I'd beat this level. Well, I cheated. I, I will, in full disclosure. I I had unlimited men <laughs> to to beat the level. I'm the sure. uh, my version came with a trainer as well. Yeah, I turned that I on. I turned that sucker on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, along the way, you can pick up various power ups to give you uh, 
uh, different types of shots. You can hold down the joystick to do different stuff. Um, you know, I, I, th- I thought this game was... I mean, first of all, if you consider it was effectively give it away with the magazine, that's a good deal. Yeah. It was not crap. Right. Okay. I like the way the music started out, and then it hit a point where you wanted to die. <laughs> it was... it. My kid was like, oh, that's nice music, and all of a sudden... But, uh, 20 seconds in, mm-hmm. it turned. I felt the exact same way. Yeah. When it started up, I was like, yes, an Amiga game with background music. And then I was like, man, maybe this is why Amiga games don't have background music. Yeah, the music, it got bad. The mu- and, it, it, and it just goes and goes. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I like, if it stayed sort of that for and it's not the least bit Christmassy either. It's not like, I mean, Christmas in a techno bar. Yeah. You're you know? a dance trash. And uh, uh, it, so the music did, I, don't get me wrong, it wasn't, it, I'm not saying it's bad music, but it just didn't, it for the long haul, maybe if you're real good at this game, you whip to the level real that, quick. Yeah, that might have had something to do with but it. But if you're too. like me and you struggle and struggle and struggle and you just keep hearing this tune over and right. over and you want to kill yourself, mm-hmm. yeah, it got old. Um, <coughs> when the, uh, when the when the wolf dies, he basically comes back, mm-hmm. which is nice. Now, and one thing that's very nice about this game is that when you when you die, you reappear close to where you die. Right. They don't make you go back. Um, there are separate. There are sections where you have to like where basically you come up on this like almost like a what do you call it a button or something in the ground and like ice steps mm-hmm. or a ladder or something yeah. or or a, or a bridge. Yeah, it's pretty out. pretty neat. It is, but I mean, it's, it, I missed it the first dozen times. Mm-hmm. I know what I was like. How do I get across that? Uh, there's no impossible jumps or no. anything in it, but there are some places where you jump blind, which you know I'm not a huge fan yeah. of that. There's no there's no ability to like scroll the level to look right. down. Right. This is this 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 platformer suffers from the same faults of many Amiga platformers in that they put you too high up on the screen because not only do you have the uh, the unnecessary HUD as you often do, um, but you also the plane of your existence is too high up on the screen, so you can't see enough of the screen around you. To, to to not have those those blind jumps. However, this game does control better than most. It definitely controls better than Super Frog. Uh, of course, it's not even in the same league of well, Zool. Well, this guy this guy is a, um, a slower sort of oafisher guy than like Super. Well, Frog. yeah, but there's there are things like variable jump heights in this game that don't exist in Super. Well, Frog. Well, what I'm saying is that not being super fast and small it doesn't can, hurt. Yeah, it actually helps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Case. You're a little bit more floaty, which is definitely. Uh, I mean, I good. would prefer a button for jump, mm-hmm. but I mean you this wasn't doom no not at all you know it wasn't doom i let the backgrounds are nice it's sort of a setting sun mm-hmm. thing going on and you and uh you know I, i'm not gonna heap praise in this game it's okay it's fine it's nothing it's no great shakes mm-hmm. it's a nice I, it's a the, nice christmas fun 20 minutes or whatever did the um the main character you know who it reminded me of Mm-mm. that uh that squirrel in ice age yeah, like it is his protruding eyes. You know, you need some of the sound and, effects from that guy to really yeah. complete the complete the picture. <laughs> but I thought this was. I mean, this is sort of a perfect example about you know what a cover disc game should be. Uh, it, you know, it gives you a little taste of the main game, but it changes it just enough to reflect the spirit of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I I thought that. Um, you know, I couldn't think of a, a better way to demo a game to, to make a level. One thing that was cool that I've never seen on really any game that I can think of is at the beginning of the game when you fire it up, they show you a zoomed out picture of the entire level. It sort of reminded me of the next game, Lemmings, where before yeah. the level, it sort of shows you the whole level. Yeah, yeah. That does help, sort of. Kind of. <clears throat> you know, we're watching this play along, and there was a, there's a bit in this where there's a bunch of lights, and you can eventually make them say... Uh, I think it says Merry Christmas on her. What the hell are those? I mean, what are... Yeah. I, 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 th- I, yeah, it, I saw I, that, too. I saw what I thought they were. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Can you, know, you walk on these? I never even realized they said Merry Christmas. I yeah. had no idea what those oh, things yeah. were. Oh, yeah. I so. piddled with them until they said it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Um, I will say, I do have a, a, a couple uh, problems with this game. I guess it's mostly me. Uh, at the end of this game, you fight this end boss. I guess he's a... What is that guy? An ogre? He's like a caveman. A caveman. Anyways, you sort of have to roll snow into him. Mm-hmm. He, he he jumps up near and, and big wads of snow come down a former ball, and you can sort of put, you can sort of use your blaster to shoot him into him and screw with him. And then when you when you kill him, basically you get like a key, right? You know, you finish your key. You're mm-hmm. sort of building this. You're building. Yeah, you're collecting pieces of the key as and the level so, goes on. Then there's a lock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first time I killed this guy. 
I went to the lock. I missed the lock when I jumped. Mm-hmm. I fell down and had to go all the yep. way back to the level. Yep. Then I went. I got all the way back to the lock. Mm-hmm. I jumped into the lock, and mm-hmm. it becomes a door. Right. Then I fell off again. Mm-hmm. I had to go all the way back to the level, and then get, try like gangbusters to not miss the it's door. It's just inexplicably dumb level well, design. But I will say the level design is challenging. It's interesting. It's it's not too confusing. Yeah, but I mean that particular part. But like that part in, sucks. in what in what world is like boy this is really cool I can't wait to make these people jump and miss the lock and have to do the level again then jump and hit the lock and make the door appear. Did that happen to you too? Yeah, oh, I did. I feel I feel yeah, blessed like a jerk. Um, I, I tried this on the uh, on the twelve hundred, and I tried it on the uh, uh, on the emulator, mm-hmm. and it was uh, apparently this did not come out in America because I didn't know they had I didn't know about that crap at the bottom. Until I played it on the. <laughs> on the oh, emulator. Yeah. So that's a good thing about maybe that. They were, maybe they were building in NTSC compatibility yeah. with putting that down <laughs> the there. Good th- the good thing about it is there's nothing that you need to see, so it works out okay. Uh, but overall, a decent game. Um, I actually found a... Uh, uh, a oh, actually, now, this this was ECSOCS, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, they, they this actually has a lemon score of 8.13, mm. this particular game. So that's... That's getting up there. I don't know what to say. That's kind of that's kind of strange. I would well, not. Well, I mean, I, for what it is, I mean, why not? I mean, it's it is exactly what it should be. Um, as far as I can tell, it's just a one level. Yeah, there, right. There that's all it is. And yeah. So, uh, so there you go. So, eh, it's not bad. I mean, again, it was for and the, the fact that they gave it away with a magazine. Now you didn't check on. I don't blame you if you didn't. You didn't check on eBay. Oh, to see I if did actually. Were, did you? I did. I checked on all of them. Okay. Ah. <laughs> And nine bucks in the in the, the UK. Okay. Uh, you know, nine U.S. dollars. So now I, it's funny when I looked for this on eBay, I, it listed a bunch of magazine cover this number twenties, but for whatever reason, I don't know what eBay was smoking. It listed them for Amiga format instead of Amiga Power, and so I had to dig down through there to find them. But there were a couple Amiga Power ones for sale. And you don't think that it could have appeared on both magazines covered this? It was only the one. Okay. Because I checked Amiga formats, and mm-hmm. it was it was the wrong one. Okay. Okay. So hey, if uh, I mean obviously clearly you can go grab this at your leisure, uh, you can you know, uh, but uh, it it runs fine. You know, mine had a nice little trainer on it. I will say that the the uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 pirates that got hold of this. They didn't skimp. I mean, it's a full. Yeah. <laughs> the trainers are very elaborate. You can do whatever you want yeah. to do. Yeah. So I'm sure we probably played the same one. Um, so let's move on to. We're going to look at Holiday slash Christmas Lemmings 1993 slash 1994. Okay. So we're covering multiple titles here. We are. Two separate releases. Now, you really only have to cover one, and I'll explain why. But we're going to start with 93. So in 93, uh, it was DMA. Decided it was time to put out a, a holiday version of Lemmings. Okay, and so uh, it is called two things. You've got Christmas Lemmings or Holiday Lemmings. I believe it was Christmas Lemmings on the disc and Holiday Lemmings on the uh, in the actual program itself. Like really? when you loaded okay. up. Okay. I don't know why. And I didn't. I tried to look. I didn't see anything. Uh, same boys that worked on the original Lemmings uh, worked on on this one. So. You know what to expect, and this this is one of the things that came out on. Uh, I guess this answers our previous question. This came out on the PC and the Mac, the Mac Classic got a, got a version of this. So, oh, uh, you know, I ought to put that on the Mac uh, for the Christmas party. Yeah. Now, um, this note, and I'm going to thank Hall of Light for this because I, I I'd never heard this before. This was first released in '91 as a gift to the fans. Uh, it was a, a four-level demo. Mm-hmm. It was released in '92. Then in '93, they released. This is a commercial game, so you're playing something that you would buy. Okay. Yes. Uh, the box said Christmas Lemmings, and the in-game screen does in factory holiday lemmings. That's what mine said. Mm. So <clears throat> that was in '93. So in '94, they were like, Psh, "Let's make some bucks." Yeah. You let's know, let's go full on out. I'm guessing they did. They did pretty well. And so in '94. They released Holiday Lemmings '94, all right. Now, which is basically the one I played, and the reason is uh, uh, the the original levels that were in '93. Uh, uh, there were 32 levels in it, and they're all in this one. So you've got when you play when you buy this one, you get all those levels plus you get all the new levels. Okay, so 
if you're going to play one of these, just go ahead and play 94. Or if you're like me, you can play either one because there's not a chance in hell you're getting past the 30-second level. <laughs> That's very true. There's a zero percent <laughs> chance. Uh, so, <clears throat> what is Holiday Lemmings or Christmas Lemmings? Well, uh, if you've ever played Lemmings, it's exact. It's it's. I mean, uh, if you played the original Lemmings, I don't mean the Tribes or any of this uh, sequels. This is straight up Lemmings, just like the original was. There's no Tribes. You just got. It's a standard set of tools, and which is odd because in in '94, I believe Tribes has already been released. They could have actually. So they kept going with the original as opposed to going with the newer version, mm-hmm. which. Not a bad idea. And it might have been easier to quickly turn out. Well, light, lighter, lighter fare. Yeah. Um, so, and I noticed this also doesn't have a two-player option. It's kind of kind of a bummer, but yeah. that's the way it goes. You know, I think me and you're the only people that like the two-player version. Let me. I can't believe other people don't like. <laughs> and it. we had a good old time. Yeah, play that it was fun. Anyway. So, um, in this version of Lemmings, it's exactly the same except it's got a Christmas motif. Uh, you've got snow. You've got uh, Christmas lights. You've got snowmen. You've got weird uh, bouncing. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Jack in the boxes. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, a, a lovely. You, you appear to be uh, escaping into a uh, coconut with some candles. Yeah, on the sides they've got. Of it. It, oh, it's a decorative chateau. Oh, um, okay. Your and your lemmings, of course, are wearing little sand outfits. Yeah. Now and uh, again, it's amazing how much personality. You know, they they, they change one or two colors. And uh, and you, but you can see the little you know bouncy Santa hats and things like that. It's it's amazing the personality of the lemmings since they're so small sprite wise. And the chat has given two player lemmings some love. That's so good. good for you guys. That's good. Now, um, I played through this to about level ten. All right, that's pretty much where I. And it's not because I didn't have time, because that's I'm not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I thought as you, and I I thought the same thing about the original lemmings. Uh, it's one of those games that you have to get into your groove on. Right. And it took me a while to get, and I wasn't fully in it, but I got mostly in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am most comfortable with this sort of lemming. Me too. This is the one I played the most, mm-hmm. and so I hopped right back in. I thought it was fun. Lemmings is, you know, it's Lemmings of those games I never really pick up and play, but when I do play it, I always enjoy it. I yeah. don't know what that means. Well, it's good in small doses. Yeah. That's what it means. Um one thing that surprised me, and I'm not saying that the music for this is bad, but it wasn't Christmassy uh, uh, music. It just seemed like music. Yeah, but it was. I've always had a soft spot for the Lemmings music. I mean, I, I want to say maybe I played a different. I don't know. I thought I heard Jingle Bells in there. Somewhere. It didn't seem very Christmassy to me. Let's just put it that way. Okay. It just seemed like straight up Lemmings music. Well, it definitely was different than Lemmings music. It, it wasn't was Lemmings. No, it wasn't the same music because that stuff's recognizable. Right. Theme. Right. This just seemed like other music. But, I, you know, this is one of the few Amiga games that doesn't go the huh. Euro Dance trash route. Look what look, Ricky wrote. 94 uses music from All No More Lemmings. There you go. There you go. So okay, you're, so you're good right job, DeRosha. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, that's a... Why? Why would you not put some Christmas music that's in That's a there? very good question. They should have done you that. You know, or, yeah. or, or some, you know, something. But, I mean, this is... I'm not going to... It's another one. I'm, I don't know. You're getting 32... Old levels plus, I get presumably thirty-two new levels of lemmings. That's a crap load of lemmings where you mm-hmm. that you. But this is a, a commercial product, right? So I'm going to look at this on the basis of another lemmings or mm-hmm. a sequel. It plays fine. If you ran through all your old levels and you're ready for new ones, you you got them. There's yeah. not a darn thing and wrong with it. Especially like you said, this you know if you felt let down uh, by you know lemmings tribes or some of the newer formats of Lemmings, and you wanted them to make a game that was just like the Lemmings you loved, this is it. This is the perfect one for you. I mean, and you. I don't want to rag on Tribes, because I like Tribes. It's a fun game. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's a different slant, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and and But this one, for me, having not played Lemmings for quite a while, to come in, I could pick it. I'm, I, I sat down uh, once we figured out what we were playing at for this show, and I sat down with both games, and I beat it right away. And I played Fire and Ice a few times over the week just to make sure I kept steady on it. But this one I played on and off all week long, and it was like slipping on an old pair of slippers. It was fine. It ran fine. It's got level codes, you know, like you're used to. Uh, there's nothing here that you're not used to. There's right. no surprises. Uh, uh, there, it, it, it is festive looking. The graphics look fine. The lemmings are exactly the same except for the what they're wearing. They don't say anything festive or, you know... They did. I'm not gonna say they did the bare minimum, but they just changed graphic sets and then and then they went and then they made levels. Mm-hmm. The le- I can't speak on all the levels, obviously, but the levels I played, I had a good time with. I thought they were, 
I thought they increased in difficulty at a pretty decent rate. I mean, the first couple you can skip through easy. It's just like typical limits. They've always done a pretty good job of ramping up the difficulty. I agree. I agree. You know, it, you can pick the difficulty you want to start at mm -hmm. and go from. I think it goes. That's which is also winter themed. I think it starts with like. Uh, uh, drizzly or to like, and you go to like winter storm yeah, or blizzard like or something blizzard, like that. Yeah. yeah, and which I didn't even look at those. <laughs> no, yeah. gosh, are you kidding me? That'd be super hard. Uh, it's funny on just to go off on a tangent a little bit. We were just talking on Discord, and I read this today that uh, I think it's the, today they have just released Lemmings on the uh, mobile uh, devices. There's a, now a mobile version. Did you look at this at all? I had a look at it. Uh, I watched the demo of it. It does not look good. It, the art style is different. It's it, different it, you know, and not a, good. There's a, there's a, I almost said this in the, and I didn't type it, but I'm going to say it on the show. A lot of phone games have a look, right? I don't know. It's shiny and smooth. Mm -hmm. It's a look. And this has that look. It right. looks like a phone game. It's not an insult. Yeah. They just look a lot, well, look a lot alike. You know, nothing has been market researched to death like anything related to mobile gaming. And they've determined that when games look like this, they sell. Really? And so... You're, uh, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I watched... The, and apparently this is going to have... Um, uh, microtransactions mm -hmm. and I mean can you imagine lemmings with I don't know how that's going to work well it's I'm, not going to be the same game of course I'm guessing not now and, and I mentioned in discord it seems like it'd be easier just to put an emulator on your phone and <laughs> I don't know playing lemmings on a with a touch screen on your phone well, does you, not sound like a, a good time if you have time. a decent size like uh, if you have a decent size like uh, 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 you know, instead of a phone, you've got the big thing. Well, it's not so pad. much the size of the screen, it's the size of your finger as you well, try you, and... Put, what I would use is a stylus. Oh, so you're adding... I mean, it's still... I mean, so you're carrying this, around a stylus with my, you. My, and, well, my phone has one built... I guess most don't. My, my phone yeah. has a stylus. I use it all the time. Perfect for Aaron's phone. Listen, listen, hey, I'm not, I'm not promoting it, <laughs> Boat. But I'm just saying, I'm trying to give them something here. I don't want to kill this game because I haven't played it. But it's probably going to be right with what the usual phone stuff is. Sure. Be that as may, your thoughts on uh, Holiday Lemmings 94. I'm assuming you played 94. Yeah, I, I played 94. It's fine. Um, I, you know, I guess I, I wish that I would have realized that it wasn't Holiday Music. I don't know why I didn't notice that. Because well, normally I, I really am cognizant of that listen, sort of Listen, I sat there and listened to it. Mm -hmm. and it, Because it's festive. Mm -hmm. But it's and just I, not. I listened they to it and I thought, I thought... This doesn't sound like Jingle Bells right. and I or mean, anything. If, you know? the, if, if there's any sort of genre that's ripe with royalty-free music nobody cares if you use, it's Christmas music. Right. So really a missed opportunity there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't really in love with the game. Um, maybe I'm not the biggest fan of Lemmings, but I felt like, you know, when I want to play Lemmings, I'll play the original and, you know, I'll have fun with that. This is great if you really like Lemmings, I guess. I'm just not the biggest fan of the game, I think. I think Lemmings is super clever. I, I, I will say, I, I love Lemmings. I mean, I just really I think, love it. I think that part of what annoys me is part of the reason why people like the game. I get annoyed that, like, a lot of times you... I can't do what I want to do, and it's because of the interface. Like, you've got a... If you've got a whole glom of Lemmings that are marching towards you, and you want the one in front to be the blocker... Unless you are dead on with when you click and when you make the box around it, you know you're 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 not gonna. It's not gonna happen. In a lot of these levels, you have to rescue 100% of the lemmings, and so you're screwed from the get go. Um, you know, if you made the game different, um, then it wouldn't be lemmings. If you made the game where it was like, okay, I'm gonna pause the game, I'm gonna pick the lemming that I want, and I want him to be the blocker. But then again, it takes away the sort of reflexive action that you need to play the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, so. that's why I think that's part of what makes lemmings interesting is that. It, you know, in some ways, Lemmings reminds me of Worms in a weird way. And and, and that, uh, if you added too much control or precision to it, it takes away what makes it a sure. amusing. It is. That's a very apt know? comparison. And so, like, I mean, in Worms, if you could always hit with the weapon or you use rope perfectly, then right. it would be lame. And, you know, the, the, the difference is with Worms, you're playing against somebody else. And you know that they're going to screw up at some point, right. too. And that's what makes it fun. Uh, the, uh, um, I mean, I... Again, if you, I, I think, if you don't like Lemmings, you're, this isn't going to be the thing that wins you back. Very true. On the flip side, if you're feeling festive, it's Christmas time, you want to put something on uh, and play it. Uh, this will, this will probably sc uh, scratch your itch. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's. Alex said I enjoyed it. My son watched me play it. And he got a kick out of it. I don't think he'd ever seen Lemmings before. 
and it, it's always it's always high comedy when you blow these suckers. Oh up. yeah, that's it's a great. You know, one of the greatest things they did was make the nuclear feature where they yeah. all explode. And, uh, but uh, uh, you know, it's the level of design in this is actually I don't I'm not gonna say it's underrated because it's not. People realize how awesome Lemmings is. I mean, it's got a statue for God's sakes, uh, but. Uh, it is very it very cunningly done. Really, both games that I, and this is not something I always say on Amiga games, but the level design, the attention to the to the levels was was uh, well done. They yeah. really went in there and they made they made everything look good. And uh, you've got the lemmings in this, unlike Tribes, where you've got uh, just a slew of, of of lemmings that do a bunch of crazy stuff. I mean, the lemmings in this are just your standard lemmings, mm-hmm. building, digging, and stuff. And so you can. Again, you could just sit back and not. It's not as mantic. Uh, it's not as manic. I put a T in there. It's not as manic as the as the uh, the tribes got and some of the other ones did. So I, again, for me, I'm not. I, and I like those too. But they had to change the the direction of the game because mm-hmm. otherwise you just keep making level packs from now to Doomsday, which they did. Right. Uh, but you know this. If there's nothing wrong with going back to the first one, since it was there was nothing. It wasn't broke. Yeah. So I, I like this one. So. Uh, I looked up uh, both these games. Let's let's talk about '93 first. Now, and '93, uh, actually got reviewed. Uh, I found a review for it uh, on Lemon. '93 uh, has an 8.36, uh, which again is super duper high. Uh, and Amiga Format 55 gave it an 84 percent, which that's probably closer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it didn't again didn't reinvent the wheel uh, on this. Now. <coughs> Uh, I found a boxed copy of it. I was surprised. Uh, and uh, uh, in the UK, you can buy this one. It must be pretty rare because uh, the boxed copy of it's 76 bucks. The box is interesting looking, too. It's um, almost like a package. It's, 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 it's interesting. It's a cute little box. Uh, and if you just want the discs for it, I found those going for 10 and 12 bucks. So 93. Now, if you want to, I would just go ahead and get 94 unless you just had to have 93. Uh, I guess the only upside, as uh, Ricky pointed out, is that you do get Christmas music in the 93 version. All right. Now, I, 93, uh, they released a cover disc version of this, uh, which is the only one I could find. I couldn't find uh, any other versions for, for sale. Uh, I found it for 5 bucks in the U.K. Uh, of course, again, I, I don't know. I, I would wager these did get American releases because my version on the Amiga was not marred. It worked mm-hmm. fine. So... Um, this one also got reviewed. It got an 85 in Amiga Action, and the Lemon folks gave it an 8.46. So both of them, you know, same ballpark. I mean, effectively the same. They're the same game. Just 94 has more levels. So yeah, get your Christmas on. I mean, I don't. Do you remember what we reviewed last year for Christmas? Uh, I would say. I mean, these are both fun things. They're nice, fun holiday diversions. I think they're. Amongst- I want to say that in years past, we've always we might not have always done. Well, we done we James Pond two the first year. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what we've done in the, in the. This is our fourth Christmas show now. Oh, jeez, um, are you kidding me? So, we did four uh, of these things. Yeah, well, I can't believe and it, man. So. Um, but uh, the Christmas show has always been the big show until last year, remember, we were still over there, and we had the big table set up, and Wilcox was here. It was the Wilcox hour. I didn't like it over there. And I like it over here better. It is. It's cozier yeah. over here. Um, but, uh, of course, the big show this year is going to be the New Year's show. So we'll talk more about that in just a second. So, but um, Every show is a big, huge show. Is it? Is it none just, more is it just in, like raw? None more or less important than the show. last. That's right. Have you have you heard about how Vince had to come back on to Raw and tell the fans? Because I guess like maybe this is a couple weeks old now. Because I was listening to the Giant Bombcast and they were talking about how it was the lowest rated Raw of all time, and they actually had to bring Vince out on the show to tell them we've heard you and we're going to make some changes around here. As long as Vince is still alive, it won't it won't change. <laughs> he he has the final word. I don't watch Raw anymore, so I I, I watch highlight of it, and that's it. You're so, probably better off. You know, they ran me off. Um, so Aaron, um, do want to remind everyone that we have uh, swag for sale at uh, everythingamiga.com slash swag. You can get yourself a Fest of Amigos tea. Uh, we should for, sell toques next year. We That'd should. Be nice. That would be great. Uh, I'm exploring our merchandising options. Oh boy. Um, I also want to tell everybody if you could, if you haven't, if you could write us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome because uh, iTunes is still 
the hub for where so many podcatchers get their reviews. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. Of course, you can support the show on Patreon, become part of the Amigos Game Selection Committee, and choose these fine games we play every week. And you can become part of the Patreon song. And uh, last week's song, a Wings classic. I know how much you love Paul once he left the Beatles. Let him in, otherwise known as... I don't know what else. Someone, oh, someone's knocking Crap. at the door. Somebody said it was, it was that. So let him in. Uh, let we, him out. We had uh, Paul Kitching. Congratulations to Paul Kitching. Darren Coles, Colin419, and Juski Rock for uh, guessing that correctly. He sounds like a DJ. Yeah, I, maybe he is. Maybe he is. Um, this, week's, uh, this week's song, Aaron, we're going to get a little sentimental in being with the season. If you know this week's uh, Patreon song, you can send me a message at john at amigospodcast.com and I will read your name as a winner on the air next week as part of our New Year's Eve spectacular. I suspect this song is going to be an affront to the holiday and everything it stands for. <clears throat> Retro Man Cave, Tim Drew, Daniel Williams, Robert Edgerton III, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Etter, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Sean Darren Lomax, Colin 419, Bark Bit. Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leif Kelland, Alan Kebab, Chekote, Levelord, John Marshall, Matthew Perrault, Ricky the Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgon Mortensen, Edvin Helen Blindo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Habit, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vib, Kebrin, Dowdy Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones. Paul Harrington and Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nat, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Humbutstad, oh, oh, oh. Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, Kjolbjorn Barman, Kjolbjorn Barman, Kjolbjorn Barman, to Sorry, I knew that would choke you, you up. You broke me up on that boat. Good Lord. That was touching, man. Well, I, I, you know, I try. I work. Usually, right after, we, right after we wrap on Friday nights is when I when I choose the song. I go through my Rolodex. Uh-huh. And then I talk with my arranger. Oh, and yeah? And we find my, my perfect key. Really? Yeah. And then over the course of the week, through several vocal rehearsals, he sort of coaches me through it. And then, you know... I, I, I do a little bit of the salt water, the honey, uh-huh. and uh, just to make sure that I'm that's what I've got in here. Your arranger should be wrote up on a capital offense. <laughs> He's a, he only works with the best. Oh yeah, what's he doing here? <laughs> He's excelling himself in some way. So um, Aaron, the time has come. Christmas has come early to Amigos Studios. It has. It has. <clears throat> we have several gifts from our uh, from our fine uh, listeners. And uh, I'm going to let you open this first one. one. This is, uh, why don't you tell us who this came from? So this is from our good buddy, the Slow Norris. He's the slowest. The Slow Norris sent me a message that I'm sending something your way. Now, Slow has been very, very generous, man. Uh, And 
in the past, and so I'm sure he said something very clever here. It could be a big picture of like a page three girl or whatever. <laughs> it's uh, Barbara Whitaker or whatever from right, Barbarian. Out your boat. Wow, oh, look man, at this. Look at that. that looks fancy. This is a... Uh, all right, I think that's all that was in here. Okay, you want all right. to set well, We're, we're going to unfurl it as part of a team effort. All right. Okay, so you just grab, grab, just, grab the end. It'd be awesome. It's just like the Amiga suck or something <laughs> on it. Good. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, that is wow. that is something. That is. You could take this with you over to uh, to uh, Ireland. Yeah, they, they, I'm sure they won't have very many Amiga signs at Amiga Ireland. Hey, at least you'll have one. <laughs> Look at that. Can you see it all on camera? Yeah, sir? it's all there on camera. Thank, Thank you, you so slow. much, Slow. This is going to make a great piece for. Oh God, that is awesome. Boy. We can hang that in the background. Yeah, absolutely. That is nice. That's very cool. I'm going to see if I can. I bet. I bet Slow had that the, printed uh, up somewhere. Yeah. Thank you so much, Slow Norris. Uh, we will uh, attach this to the uh, to the brick wall behind Slow's us here. Slow's giving me all kinds of stuff for the Amiga 600 in my e in my continuing efforts to, to get it up and running. All right. Thank Denver you very much. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Okay. Moving right along. Took a doom, took a doom, foot loose and fancy free. We got Put that on a flagpole. <laughs> I agree. We've got uh, a package from Chris Foles. Looks like Chris Foles said that. Via uh, uh, wagon train. Hey, man, when you send things from England, sometimes stuff happens. Yeah, I understand. Okay, he says the purple thing is for you. So oh, okay. this is obviously for me because that's not purple. That's a thing? I thought that was some filler. Ah, here is the purple thing. All right. Is Folds in the house? I don't see him in here. So, Chris Folds, am I going to go first then? Yep, Whoops. you're going to go first. Okay. Better take this seriously, boat. Oh my God! Oh, I think these are all are these magnets. Yeah, those are refrigerator magnets. Oh, and sweet they're all Lord. Amiga games. Now, guys, look at these. Folds knows what I like. I'll see the camera can pick this up. These are little magnets of all the various Cinemaware games. Oh, there's Lords of the Rising Sun, Wings. Oh God! Oh man, look at that boat. You got three Stooges. Sinbad. That is awesome. That is. I don't even know how you get those. Rocket Ranger. I don't. Is either. there a store in the UK that sells Cinemaware magnets? Because that's that. the store I want to visit. Defender of the Crown, which took up a big chunk of my life back in the first year of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about it every week. King of Chicago. And it came from the desert. That's about the darndest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, right? that's awesome. What do you awesome. think about that? Especially with the magnetic walls of Amigo Studios. Yes, East. that's. I'm gonna put all these up, yeah. dude. Oh, folds. Thank you very much. Yeah. Jeez, man. Thank you, Chris. And he's those here are, with us in the chat. Those are so, so nice. Oh, are you here? Thank you, folds. Good lord, you know what I like, dude. God, can you believe that? That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awful nice. Okay. These are gonna go right in the Amigo Studios. Here is what he got me. So I open it. It is a piece of wood that says Auto Art UK. I'm guessing there's something on the back of it. Oh, look at this. This is oh, a wow. laser nice? cut Mr. Dew. Folds knows about my great love for Mr. Dew. And he delivered in spades. I see that thing, boat. Look at that. Laser etched that Mr. Is, Dew. That is something, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. You can't see the texture of this, but I mean, it's quite the texture is quite amazing, isn't it? Look at it. Look at what it does to the camera. Roy jacks it up a little bit. Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. That is super cool. You can't go wrong with the do. No, do the do. No. All right, man. That was so, awesome. Thank you, sir. We have the best fans in the world. I can't believe those. That is great. I don't really want to call them fans. They're really. I don't call them fans because that would be uh, that, that would imply so, that we are worthy of. They're more uh, like helpers, yeah. or, or like assistants, People or, like, that, or yeah. other other stars. Other stars. What do okay. you got here? Well, we're gonna need to clear the table. Oh man. Okay. Move this. Man. Okay, now I, I know these are gonna die when they see this. Brent's gonna have a heart attack. You're gonna kill Brent. <laughs> I know what this package is because on the uh I thought that I pre-opened it, but I didn't. Oh, it's got a butter knife over here. Yeah. Go to work, sir. <sighs> okay. You'll never make it as a slasher. No, I never. Uh, the, on the front, there's a big FedEx sticker that says, this package contains alcohol. Oh. So, I love it already. Yeah. Okay. 
Is this a package from... Uh, well, we don't know who it's from yet. There might be a I card. Got a, I got a pretty good idea. Let's see if there is a card. If there's not a card... Graham Vebke sends yeah. this to us direct from Australia. So... Graham is our resident bartender. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's see. He here. made me here. Let me open that while you open the. Oh, well, you I got scissors. It. Yeah. Uh, These they wrap these things I was up gonna good. Just rip it open. All right. Well, I got it started. There you go. Thank you. Now, I, Graham is another. All these guys are super generous uh, people. Always give us goodies, don't they? Absolutely. How are you doing over there? I'm okay, man. I've been uh, unwrapping booze since before you were born. That's so very true. Man, this is wrapped good, too. Oh, man, I see it. I see it right now. Oh, yeah. Look at that, boat. What we've got here, Black Bush. Wow. Irish whiskey, y'all. Now Irish whiskey. I have never, this may surprise you, I have never in my life drank Irish whiskey before. I've only drank scotch and really? bourbon. Well, you're so, going to have to, and I think Graham mentioned this, you're going to have to bone up. For that's true. Trip. That's true. And so I think this is on the docket right here. It's a bonage. Because <laughs> well, this right here. I like some, the sound of that. Listen, trust me. You're going to be boned. <laughs> Look at that. That is nice. Thank you very much, Graham. Graham is super duper generous. Graham too. also has sent us, look at this. Now, this is peated, my favorite, the peated single malt. This is like the Eli Scotch. Among unique among Irish whiskeys, Connemara is the only Irish peated salt single malt whiskey in existence today. So this is a single malt, which means it's top shelf, and it comes in this decorative anything that comes in a cool box. Right. Look at that. This uh, you can you can you know this is, this tastes just like soil. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you love this. So you even look the color of it suggests mm -hmm. the uh, soily taste of it, the earthy. I guess earthy is a better way to put it than soily. <laughs> Come on, who doesn't want to drink soily? Come on, dear. I love that's, that's from that movie, Soily Green. It's people. So, yeah, Soily Green. The dirty people. That's awful awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Graham. I'm, I'm going to be drinking the crap out of this I'm on the New Year's show, yeah. actually. I'm uh, going to break it open. So you're actually funding our next show. <laughs> Boozy on. Okay, well, the next gift is from me, Aaron. Let, why don't you open mine first, because I'm not sure mine will be much lamer. No, go ahead, man. No, mine will be much lamer than this. Why don't you open mine? Okay. I just got you a, just a little something. All right. Matutramal. So we've got <laughs> Bill and Ted's most atypical movie cards. <laughs> Boy, these came from the Hillbilly Flea Market. They had to have come. There's, no, there's only did, one place not, left on Earth. They did not come from there. Did they come from another flea market? No. They did not. It came from an antique store. Oh, really? Said, yeah. I bought a bunch of cards, and I was like, man, I'm going to give some of these away. This is a bodacious trip to San Dimas, California. You can win. I'm sure that this has not expired yet. So, no. um, And these are... And now this, I don't know what this is. It says plasm. Oh, did you get zero two of those? Is there another one in there? Yeah, there's two. Okay. No, I mean, is there another one in there? Another Bill and oh, Ted's I card? Know, I screwed you. There's supposed to be one other set of cards, but that's okay. I'll make it up to you. <laughs> that's, that's you have those two. Okay. So I don't know what they you're are. Gonna, you don't know what these are? No. Okay. Well, these are zero issue playing cards beyond, or trading cards beyond the imaginary limit. So I don't know. What's the little word on the front? Plasm. Plasm. Mm -hmm. You know these are good. Yeah. There's got a good no way. Girl they, on the front. Mm -hmm. Look at her hand. That can't be natural. No, that's that's raptor hands right you there. You can expect that's... another set pack of cards. I got. I've got another set from the Rocketeer. Oh, oh can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. Only the best. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you. Oh, there's also something else in there. Oh. Oh yeah. There's actually Mommy. a real gift. <laughs> Breakout. Now this I love because I know you that. know about. Tell me you haven't read that. No, I have not read it, but I thought about purchasing it. For myself, and Very so I'm good. glad that I didn't. This is breakout. How Atari 8-bit computers defined a generation. So, as you all know, the Atari computer is my first computing love, and uh, this boy, I can't wait. Look at that. There's the 1450 XLD. Look at that beast. Yeah. So uh, I will read the heck out of this. Thank you so much, Aaron. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's see what you've got in here. 
I hope the playing cards you got me are something are unique. From both. That's Corey. I did not wrap that. That's all Eve, of course. Yeah, because it's wrapped real well. Right. <laughs> okay. There you go. Is this what's in here? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Steam something? I don't know what that... What, can you read the word right there? I don't know what that means. Can you uh, tell me what it means? It's it, a, thank you. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I don't... <laughs> it's a Steam link. I don't know what that is. Okay. A Steam link lets you play games on your computer in your bedroom out in the building. You hook that up to your Ethernet cable, and you can play... You can stream games from your computer from your good computer out to any computer in your house. Oh, okay. And now that's not all. You you know how you can run other things through Steam, like other non-Steam games? Yeah. So you can load that up with emulators. You can load your you can connect all your emulators through Steam, then connect that to any TV in your house through HDMI, uh -huh. and boom, you can play anything you want through any TV. Oh, that's kind of cool. Thanks, man. Wow, fancy, eh? Thank you very much, Bo. You're welcome. I'm sure I'll find something nefarious to do with this, too. Yeah, there are all kinds of nefarious deeds. You awesome. Can, you can... That'll be a fun toy to play with. Thank you, Bo. No problem. Good Lord. Super nice. My Christmas is over. I'm done now. I've got everything. <laughs> i got magnets, booze, and i got a big banner. We're in business, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Aaron. Next week, it's the biggest show of the year. Our New Year's Eve <laughs> yeah. spectacular. There's going to be off-the-wall craziness going on. Um, there's going to be uh, the Best of Awards, where we, we have all of our fans. Listen, we had so many votes this year compared to last year. Almost three times as many people voted this year for the awards than last year. Did you ever think we'd get anyone to do anything? No, because it's very difficult to get anyone to do anything, including us. Um, and so uh, we have a, the, the voting was very interesting this year too. Uh, there will be some surprises, um, and uh, I won't say that you'll you'll always be happy. I won't say that you'll be as upset as when uh, the Three Stooges won worst game of all time, but uh, but there will be some surprises. Uh, there will be predictions. Predictions for 2019. We'll have Lots to look over of people. What we predicted last year. I watched last year's show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. To get boned up on Maybe it. Maybe you can you can be in charge of that segment. Yeah, but I forgot everything, so I'll All write right. it down this okay. time. But yeah, because um, yeah, we made some bold predictions last year, and some, and we're taking predictions, I believe as well. Right? If anybody wants to email in some predictions for the well, coming, that year. was that was part of the voting process. There was a few. Oh, that's you right. That. You're right. I forgot. You thought of everything on the vote. Yeah. That ballot was uh, very thorough. Well. We covered a lot of games last year. You know, uh, I wonder how many games we've went over in totality. Well, what episode is we this? Do you know? We do at least 50 games. Well, this is episode 178. Okay. God, are you kidding me? Yeah. So we've done uh, now, so at least 178, but we've done tons of episodes where we've done more than one game. So oh, yeah, I'd say yeah. over 200 episodes or over 200 games we've exhausted. I bet we've reviewed. done 250, and that's not even counting the stuff like Amigos Place where we just did one we didn't review, you know, or look at. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy, and there's still tons of stuff out there I've never heard of. Absolutely, so it makes it fascinating. You said this is our fourth Christmas show. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? That's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. And I have no memory of our second Christmas show. I don't know. I remember last, last year because last year we had the big long table. John Marshall was here. He's in the chat. I think um, the first year we had Brent on. We had the big tree. That's right. The the No, that was the second year, I think. The first year, I think it was just me and you, and we were still doing audio only. Yeah. Um, and then the second year, we had the table over there. And it was green. Brent with green. Yeah. yeah. Then last year, we were over here. So every Christmas episode, we've been at a different location. We just keep moving around Amigo Studios. We've almost certainly had different mics and different yeah. cameras, yeah. different setups. Nothing will change in the other studio. I'm, we're, done, we're done. Um But yeah, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, they, and people also chose their favorite Amigos moment of 2019. Care to guess what people's favorite Amigos moments were regarding your antics? You know, I, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't I don't because I don't remember anything I do or say. It's probably for the best. You know, I don't want to. So when we go back these flashbacks, I don't. I very rarely go back and watch the old shows. I'll listen to them something. I'll watch them because I'm always appalled at, my, at me and what I say and do. It's better off just not to know. <laughs> That's I, I don't know that at all. 
Um, Why, Andy? So make sure you join us next week. Uh, we're probably going to be getting that same early start. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'd will... say we'll be hitting about three. I figured next week's just going to be a long one, too. Yeah, yeah there's going to be. We're not even going to hurry. Yeah, and we're, and we're not going to review. Long. There's not going to be any any game next week. It's just all going to be best of awards, uh, glorious banter, uh, the uncorking of our lovely Irish whiskeys from Graham, and, uh, and just a good old time. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, and also, unlike last, the year before, I actually wrote all my stuff, ballot stuff down. Good. So when I go back through it, I won't have to guess what I picked because I can be moody. As you know. So that well. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Uh, until then, adios. adios.